We are recording episode what? Five. Five of Suits and Boots, aka the bold, bald and the beautiful. About said the bald and beautiful, like the. We're still waiting on Facebook. What is that? A soap opera? Have you tried to change the name on Facebook yet? Yes, it won't let me. I think you got to go like 60 days or something, Brad Nim said. I don't know. I sent a message to the Facebook people, but okay, I got right. nothing. We are going to change the name. So on Facebook, we're known as Bald and Beautiful. On Instagram, we're Suits and Boots. Mm-hmm. So that's the confusion. Also on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcast, we are Suits and Boots. Yes. The only thing that's bald and beautiful is Facebook, and that's because Facebook is being a pain in my rear end and won't let us change it. But anywho. You're a pain in the rear end. All right. Sponsors. Um, We are part of Two Tall Media Group. Yep. Two Tall Media Group. Looking at the banner. Um, Sharp looking banner. Yeah. I've heard worse for a better podcast from Bearded Mother Trucker. Bearded Mother Trucker. Sup, B-Rad. That's the manly version of what Kimberly does. Yeah, because you're she says it way cuter than you would try sup, to say it. Sup, be sad. <laughs> what's popping? What's cracking? Ah, uh, continue on. Comer distributing. Family. Comer distributing. Mm-hmm. We don't pop tops while we're recording. We drinking coffee, but we all know Comer's Coors, Miller, Zima. Did he used to do Zima? Tr- tr- is it Trilla? Trilla. Truly? Truly. Truly. Yeah, I said that wrong last Trulia? time we talked what about it. Those seltzers. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. It's like alcohol seltzer. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> they sell they sell carbonated alcohol. water. They sell alcohol. They distribute alcohol. How's that? Okay, that moving on. Hospitality heating and air. Yep. Spikes, skins, and nuts. Spike, my man. All together, everybody. We're gonna wish him a happy birthday. One, two, three. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Spike. <laughs> Um, Tattoo Bruce. Tattoo Bruce. Shout out, shout out to Tattoo Bruce. EA Sports Fields. Now, Brad explained to me what they are. He listened to our last podcast when I said, look, I'm going to be real with you. I don't know who they are. They build sports fields. Turfs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like artificial turf? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, like the night stadium. Oh, okay. They did the field. So I joked around last time and I said, it reminds me of the old game, EA Sports. Yep. It's in the game. So, EA Sports Field is <laughs> building we, the game. We build the game. Build the game. <laughs> That's their new logo. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> Firehouse Construction. That is some uh, firemen who construct things. Oh. That's all I know about that. Oh, Sign Techniques. Sign Techniques. They are the ones making these awesome banners. We uh-huh, gotta, that we need one. We're going we're gonna to have to get one. Yeah, I know, I know. What happened to our um, caricature you were going to get dude down the street to draw? Well, I got a couple people working on it. It's just they haven't done anything yet. When you're not paying somebody, they don't get in a hurry to do it. It'd be like asking Julie to do a cake for free. And last but certainly not least, 360 Supply. Mr. Brandon Guffey, get dirty. Who is running for county council. Vote Duffy. He's just a grass cutter. I think he's going to do great. He's got my vote. Julie, seriously. So we got some special (laughs) guests. Julie and David. Sesums. Sesums. Julie was on Same Trailer, Different Park, for those of you who listen to all the podcasts under the Too Tall Media Group. She was. She entered a drawing and got drawn. Mm -hmm. 
and I she, called Tabitha immediately. I was like, I know her. She makes really good cakes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank so, you. So I'm going to ask a question. If you've got 25 people paying top dollar for a cake, and we call you up and say, Julie, can you make us a cake for free since we're friends? Are you going to put us at the top of the list or no? No. Well, then quit complaining about the people <laughs> that hadn't done our, our characters yet. Put me on the spot. Jeez. You wouldn't know, would you? Probably not, but... But I, you'd get one the next day. I've been known to do it, so, yeah. It's a possibility. Next time we order a cake? I don't do well with no. David? <laughs> No, she's tried. I'll call her and be like, um, with cakes. Let's specify that. That's why as soon as you said that, I looked at David. David's like, uh. Trying to be good here. I don't think, I, I don't think so, Scooter. David, you've been eating cake, bud. You can tell in the, since you met me. All right. So, pounds? so myself, David, and Julie, we go back 20 years. Yeah. Roughly, yeah. Because I'm 42 now. And I was every bit of 21, 22, 23. I was about 20. Yeah. You were the youngin'. We all worked together at the extended limb, the long branch. <laughs> oh, we. Where we met. Or actually where our romance started. Yes. We already knew each other. Yeah. I remember. Do you remember? I remember. I don't because I got so liquored up. I don't. I remember because I remember thinking, who's she? Oh. Yeah. That's exactly what she said. When she looked at me, she said, who is he? <laughs> <laughs> I already knew who you were. Where have you been my whole life? Oh, my God. <laughs> and then David just kind of stood over in the corner and laughed at everybody. That's generally the idea. <laughs> you were the shy person until you got buzzed. Then yeah. you talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did, 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 did you work there? Yeah. yeah I took over right after years. you. I took your spot. When you oh. when you left, I took your spot. Second helpings. <laughs> Second helpings. Oh yep. And then, Julie, you actually, you did, you took money at the door and the I beer did. tub, right? I started out at the door, and then um, Patia one day says, I've got to go bartend. And you're going to run the tub. And it was supposed to be just a one-time thing. And I ran the tub until there was Ten no tub later. left. <laughs> well, and it's the easiest job in the world, right? It was great. It is. And you make good money. I ran the beer tub yeah. at the um, Martin Street Saloon on every Friday and Saturday night. It and was you, awesome. And how much cash would you make? In a weekend, probably about six, 700 bucks. Yep. Cash. And here we tops. were. We're not admitting to making anything. Here we were, Dave, David and I's barbacks, not making years at. Did no, you we ever? had to tip out our barbacks at the end of the night yeah. at yeah. Market Street. Out. Well, Julie tipped David. They're still together. <laughs> I just kept it. I'm like, it's going the same place. She did. Yeah. I was like, but let me ask you this: How many times did you have to clean the nasty bathrooms? Every night. Did Did you ever see anybody working the beer tub clean the bathrooms? Um, actually, actually I got wait. paid to clean the Long Branch. <laughs> oh. after the we, whole thing? we yes. would stay for two Ooh. more hours and do the actual cleaning. Mm -hmm. So you were dub dipping. Yeah. Hey, you got to take what you can get. That's right. All right. But <laughs> that's so. Julie, I know Julie and David, and that's how I know them. Julie shared her story last week on same trailer, different park, about um, finding out that she was, I guess you could say, adopted. Yeah, I, I found out. The man who I thought was my daddy my entire life was indeed not. Okay, so we're going to we're going to do a two part series to 
this afternoon, <clears throat> this evening, we're going to record with Julie and David, and we're going to talk about Julie finding out how David was aired a supporter. And then we're going to talk about my story, for those of you who don't know it, me finding out I was adopted, how my wonderful wife, Leslie, mm-hmm. supported me. And then next week, we're actually going to bring in a guest who was on the other side, the person who adopted a child. And we're going to find out what the adoption process is like. Because I actually got some feedback on Instagram. One one lady, Gina, commented and said, I've tried to adopt before, but it's such a hard process. So we're, we're going to talk and find out what that process is. But tonight, we're going to talk about Julie. We're going to start off with Julie and David. And Julie, I'm going to let you take the floor. All righty then. Well, um, to backtrack just a little bit, um, the man who I thought was my father, who named me, was named John Carter. And um, I didn't get to know him long because he passed when I was 11. But I knew I had some half-sisters because he had been married two other times before then, and he was much older than my mother. So he's like Josh. Josh (laughs) Josh was on his third marriage right now. Yeah. You're not keen to Josh somehow, no, are you? No, I'm not. Okay, I'm just not. making sure. <laughs> so um, my daddy, when I was born, was 62, and my mother was 26. Wow. Oh, wow. Holy moly. And I thought you were a gold digger. No, that's a joke. <laughs> no disrespect. No disrespect. 62 and 26? Yes. So he, um, they met in Vietnam, and um, she was a youngin', and her family was being threatened because the war was going on, and he offered to marry her and bring her to the states and okay. essentially saved her life and they came back they did some traveling they came to the states they went to all over the world because um, he worked for lockheed a- aviation so okay. he traveled a lot was he a pilot um no he was a aircraft mechanic okay hmm. but, so he never um, left the ground <clears throat> Not that I know For, of. <laughs> yeah, he was a smart one. <laughs> but he had served in World War II. Oh. So that tells you his age. Oh, yeah. Um, and so she goes, he goes out of the country at this point, and she didn't want to go anymore because she'd already done enough traveling. And um, apparently she'd had an affair, and my biological father didn't know that she was married and until she got I found out so about it. Let me ask you this: How long was the affair? Um, about three. He said about three months. Three months. Yeah. So she hid it for three months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She had a. They. I mean, he would go to the house. She'd cook dinner. My grandparents actually came to visit him in Fort Sill, and she cooked dinner for them. And he had his suspicions because he didn't understand how she had a home, and she wasn't very forthcoming with information. Um, Did so, she have pictures around and stuff? No. no. And, I, and I'm not saying this to be smart, but if I go over to a lady's house, she's 26, and there's a picture of her with a 62-year-old man, I'm not going <laughs> to think that's her husband. Right. I'm right. going to think that's her dad. Yeah. 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 But, um, yeah, so she, she fell in love with him. He didn't feel the same way, and he had just found out he was going to be reassigned, and she pretty much begged him you know, take me with you. I love you. I'm not happy here. And he didn't feel the same way. So um, at that point, she knew she was pregnant, but she chose not to tell him. So here comes my daddy, John, he comes back into the country and she's three months pregnant. 
And I honestly don't know how far along, I mean, like, how long he was gone, Mm because he could be gone, like, six months at a time. But um, she had already planned on having an abortion, because she she never wanted children. And she told me repeatedly she had never wanted to be a mother. And so she told him, you know, I'm going to have this taken care of. Just forgive me, and we'll work it out. And... um, Thank God he was a Christian and he didn't mm-hmm. believe in abortion and he mm-hmm. said it's okay and he absolutely adored her. I mean, of course, he's sixty year old man with a beautiful young Vietnamese wife. Now, um, what time frame was this? This was um I was born in seventy seven. So it was in the seventies. Yeah. And was this what where exactly was this? What in area? Lawton and Fort Sill, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you could say in the South, and it was in the 70s, and the reason why I asked was, you know, some of the information that we'll hear about from me later was I was told one thing you didn't talk about in the 70s, in the South, was being pregnant and not being married or an affair and abortion. Like, it it was, it was, no, no, you didn't talk about it. That makes sense. That makes sense. But, um, of course, he, he claimed me. His name's on my birth certificate. He's the one that named me. Thank goodness. No telling what my name would have been. <laughs> but um, so, you know, fast forward. I, I Why are know... you laughing, David? <laughs> I don't know, really, but awful name. Her mama could have named her. Something went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do have a Vietnamese name, but it's not on my record. It, it's She called me and my Vietnamese family called me Miley. So I guess Miley? it could have been, yeah. I like that better than something went wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. Did you think of that, David? Actually, I heard it as a joke a long time ago. (laughs) But it's stuck and it's kind of like. Now, how do you feel when he says that? Do you know it's a joke? or? Oh, absolutely. Um, He called me a Chinese Jap for years. Pretty much our entire relationship through our marriage until Carter Gale was born. Did he... When, that's when he stopped because she came out and she's like this gorgeous little sumo baby. Mm-hmm. She looked just like a little sumo And I wrestler. said, there's your own little Chinese Jap. And he got all defensive. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Baby girl will change your mind about a lot of things. Uh-huh. Yes, she will. Yes, she will. But, um, okay, so my suspicions. I have I had half siblings because, you know, my daddy John had been married a couple times. He had two other uh-huh. daughters that I knew of at the time. And they were terrible to me, and I just always assumed it's because they really disliked my mother, because mm-hmm. she was actually younger than them. So, you know, I kind of chalked that off why we didn't have a relationship, and even when he passed away, they didn't include me as a surviving child Wow! in his obituary. So, how, You know, it's amazing how family can be the absolute rudest of people to each oh, other. Yeah. Well, and all they had to do was t- tell me. Yeah. I mean, somebody could have told me. Everybody knew except for me and my daddy, Donald, my biological daddy. So, you hmm, know. That I, sounds familiar. <laughs> I go through my entire life, you know, just sad. He, David knows. I was always like, you know, I, I, I was the only child. I had no family because I didn't r- truly have a relationship with my mother. And because, you know, she didn't want to be a mother. But um, so fast forward. I was suspicious. I'd actually asked her when I was about 18, is John really my daddy, you know? Mm-hmm. And she was like, of course, why would you ask that? And, mm-hmm. you know, I just kept on going. But um, 
I found on Ancestry.com, this is before I did the DNA test, I found a another half-sister from his first marriage, and she is 77 years old. She lives in Northern California, and we got in touch with each other, and she was amazing. She was the total opposite of my other sisters. All right, so I want to make sure I'm following along, because now I'm confused, because when I listened to you when you did the other podcast, I thought the half-sisters were from your actual... How do I put this? Biological dad? Oh, I have those too. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. So this is before I have any knowledge of them. Okay. So I find this sister in California and she welcomes me with open arms and we're talking and she says, you realize we're descendants of Daniel Boone and you could benefit from this. You know, your children could benefit from this. You just need proof. And then you join, um, I always get it wrong. The daughters of the Confederacy and the rose society it's something that has to do with daniel boone apparently but um so i did it just for that how would you how 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 would you benefit from it um i guess in having proof showing that we're descendants i would turn that into these societies the daughters of the confederacy or something Mm -hmm. and i guess something would work out scholarship wise yes nice for the kids okay um so i did the dna test which I actually didn't even tell David that I was doing the had the no DNA clue. test. <laughs> he had no idea I had submitted the saliva and waited for the results for months on end because it was it was a while. I took the test in January and didn't get the results till April. So when you found out about it afterwards, were you upset the way, or the way I found out about it was I get home from work one day. <laughs> She's sitting on the front porch and has this look like. I come up. What's wrong? Yeah, you can tell. You know, I'm thinking. Yeah, you can tell somebody's done wrong. died. Right. You know, I'm, I'm thinking she's getting ready to break news. Mm-hmm. I was speechless. Somebody's done passed away. Yeah. And she tells me, and I, I think I was kind of supportive, but at the same time, you know, I'm nurturing her like, what's wrong? And then she tells me, and I'm like, I told you not to open Pandora's box. <laughs> Now, right. we had just, a week before we got the results, we had just bought our tickets for me, David, and Carter to fly to California to meet my sister. Okay. <laughs> so that's how crazy the timing was. And then I found out that she actually was just my stepsister. Um, so I get the results, and I look at them. I'm getting my hair done. My best friend's doing my hair. And I was like, I don't even know what to think. This is obviously a fluke. You know, mm-hmm. I... I've been scammed. And she said, why don't you just message the guy? Because it t- it told me his username so I could we could send messages throughout mm-hmm. Ancestry. And I messaged him and he replied pretty quickly. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. You and- don't have to go into detail, but what exactly did you say in your message? Yeah. Hey, I'm Julie Sessoms. Honestly, uh, I think I joined Ancestry.com and did a dent. Oh, really? I was they like, weren't using real names. Yeah, we didn't they have real names. Usernames, you know, to keep the privacy, I guess. Yeah. But so hmm. I, I pretty much was like, um, this thing says that you're my father, and I know who my father is, and I think we've been scammed. I think it's a gimmick because what are the chances that you could actually be my father? And he replied, I'm 
pretty sure you're not my daughter, but you know, let's go over some details. And we didn't exchange names. We didn't say anything specific, but he, he said that he was stationed in Oklahoma in the mid seventies and had a short relationship with an Eastern Asian woman. I mean, it was like, check, check, check. Did he remember her name? He did. He did. Well, no and offense, that was the but only he slept thing he with knew. her. I would hope he remembered well, her he name. Okay, even... well, some people are different. <laughs> he didn't know her last name. He only knew her by her first name. name. And um, Jody just looked at me and she said, that's your daddy. And I was like... Who's Jody? Jody's my best friend. She's the one that she's made the one doing her hair. hair. She was doing okay. my hair. I'm like sitting at the salon during all of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, he said, let me talk to my daughter's because you have two sisters and I want to let them know what's going on before we go any further. And um, they replied, apparently they had kind of been given a clue because he suspected it um, because of some guys in his, I want to say battalion, but it probably wasn't, you know, platoon, something like that. Um, They had messaged him. They'd reached out to him not long after he left because somebody that group the wives were throwing my mother a baby shower mm-hmm. and the guys were like is that your baby and he's like not that i know of i don't think so and they ran into each other when i was three years old he had been who ran into each other my biological parents so she's still in oklahoma okay or we are and then my father went back to oklahoma mm-hmm. with his new wife and six-month-old baby and um they had their awkward moment and she was like, Oh, congratulations on your daughter and your new wife. And she said, I have a daughter too. And he's like, really? And so she pulls out a picture of me and he looks at it and he kind of does the timing. Mm -hmm. He's like, could this be my daughter? And she's like, Oh no, 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 no. She's, she's my husband's daughter. And he left it at that. And like he said that there in front, in front of his wife, he said, to her? To oh, her. She wasn't there. Okay. okay. It was just him and my sister. Who, he was like carrying right. her into the store. Gotcha. And uh, which my my stepmom, who I don't call that now, she's just my mama, um, she knew. He, he was very honest with her. And um, so he knew about my mother. So because he'd actually gone home that day and said, oh, I ran into Cook and, you know, whatever. Well, in the conversation, he had mentioned that until on-base housing was opening up, they were living at the apartments right next door to the store. So my mother, which my dad didn't even know this, my stepmom told me, she went over to the apartments the next day and was at the pool, and my stepmom and my sister were at the pool. And she had introduced herself, and she sat there and, like, just, it was like she was checking her out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we're thinking now that maybe she was considering telling them but then whatever happened she didn't but it's it's crazy but he had joked to my sisters you know you could have an older sister out there somewhere so thank goodness that he did because when he told them that i did exist they were completely okay with it you've met him yes I'm, we found out about that at the end of April. They he and of last Mom, year. No, it's been a couple of years. Three years. Three years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that was April. Father's Day. Following that, 
they flew here to meet me. Oh, wow. Him and mom. Yeah. So it was, I guess, officially my first Father's Day. <laughs> nice. But everybody so, took it pretty well once I got out of the shock. The shock was... How, how long did the shock last? How did you respond to it? Like, do you remember, David? How did she act? They wrote books back and forth to each other. Like, once they truly knew that they were father-daughter, they would write these books. I mean... Very long emails. They were long emails. (laughs) I was getting ready to say, was it email format? Yeah, it was was email format. But but we had a lot to catch up on. But But, she would read it to me. Yeah. And it would take her 10, 15 minutes reading straight through like you're reading a book. So that's why I call it a book. Gotcha. And they would do this two or three times a week. You didn't answer his question. What? How long was I shocked? <laughs> like, when did that Six months. I don't think it was that long. I, I mean, I felt... She would, every now and again, you'd see her, you all right? I'm still just... Just I mean, to figure out how this, yes, how this happened. You know, I was happy because I finally had a family... Because, yeah. you know, I didn't have, before then, it was me and my mother, and my mother and I very rarely talked. So let me ask you a question. Growing up, it was just you and your mom, right? Off and on. I, I probably was with my mother less than five years total. Well, where did you go then after John passed away? Um, I was in Texas with her. I was probably with her... Uh, we moved to Texas when I was eight or nine, and I was with her off and on until I was 16. And when you, when you wasn't with her, where were you? I was with wherever she put me. Um, I experienced kindergarten, first and second grade in Oklahoma. I lived with people that I called my grandparents, but they were like some friends that she met mm-hmm. that she paid to keep me mm-hmm. while she moved to Texas. And... Um, I was I was here there and everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you had your stepdad. Yes, my stepdad was amazing. Stepdad number four or five. <laughs> he was actually Vietnamese. Okay. Um. So and she left the country a lot. She went to Vietnam for like six months at a time, which mm-hmm. was a blessing for me because when she was there, it was very hard. She was very abusive. Very just. She didn't want to be a mother. So it was. Do you mind if I ask when you say abusive, was it mentally, verbally, physically? Every bit you can imagine. Really? Yes. Yes. So, um, yeah, she officially went back. Carter was about three. Something like that. Three or four. She went back to Vietnam full time. And she only comes back to the States to check in with, like, her benefit stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, so when I found out about my dad, I couldn't ask her Mm -hmm. her story. Um, so that October, she called out of the blue. She was back in the country and it took me a couple weeks to confront her, but there was a lot of anger Mm -hmm. that had been building from April to October. Mm -hmm. And, um, I might've not done the best of honoring thy mother. I loved it. (laughs) Loved it. I was sitting right there. I've tried. Yeah. I mean, you got to consider 40. Was it face to face or over the phone? No, it was over the phone. Yeah. You know, 39 years of me. Mm Mm-hmm trying to have a relationship with her Mm -hmm. and it was you know i finally had given up i was like you know what i i've done my part Mm -hmm. you know she's missed out on these amazing grandkids of hers and i'm just done and once we had that conversation and i got her truth 
which I hope was the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was done, and we haven't there talked since then. There is so much in your story, that, like not details of like, you know, the ages and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. like some of the stuff you say, I get it. I know what you're saying. I know. It's amazing because I'm comparing the two. Yeah. And there's so many similarities yeah. in it. I mean, it's just like true. Like when you were talking about crazy. letting that out <laughs> over the phone. And oh, you yeah. said you, David, you said you were sitting there loving every minute of it. Because I could see she's getting it off her chest. Yeah. Finally. And it's just like, I see her getting set free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you can almost just see the, <sighs> yeah. when it's all done. Yeah. Which made me happy that she was able to get peace. Right. Yeah. You know, that just, I loved it. So how do your your mom and you, do y'all talk more now or less? We she hasn't talked. She just said they hadn't talked to her since. Since that day. Oh, my bad. Since that day, since that night, she said, um, the last thing she said was, will you finally have what you've always wanted? Forget my name, forget I exist, and she hung up on me, which that really ticked me off because I wanted the satisfaction of hanging have, up on her. <laughs> having the last word and hanging up. But yeah, that was the last time. Wow. Yeah. And I'm good. I mean, you know, now, I sh- as a, a normal parent, person should be sad, but. <laughs> now, you as a parent, how can you even, like myself as a parent, when I go back and I think, how can someone be this way towards a child? Oh, absolutely. I asked her that. I don't I don't understand it. That's I, I, I told understand. her. I said, you know, which I felt that with the boys, but especially when Carter was born, I was like, how do you not want to do everything in your power to protect and nurture and love this child? And because she did the total opposite. There were so many bad stories, but she let people molest me she let people sexually abuse me she let people abuse me um she abused me i mean there was just no no mothering there was no conscious so now your dad your biological dad has he ever asked you hey how was it growing up and stuff like that he knows everything and he he was really upset just because he he knows that he if I had been with them, I would have grown up with you know in mm-hmm. a loving environment, and I would have had my sisters. I wouldn't have missed anything. But um, you know, and I told him, I said, God has a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, had that not happened to me, I might not be the mother I am today. Right. Had all of those things not happened, I wouldn't have married my first husband. I wouldn't mm-hmm. have had my boys. I wouldn't have been brought to the Carolinas mm-hmm. through that to meet him. Right. So everything has... It's like the old Rascal Flat song. Yeah. The Broken Road. That's our song. Yeah. (laughs) Now, you're also a blended family, correct? You have how many children? We have three boys and a girl. Three boys and a girl. (laughs) The boys, David, are your step step boys, right? Technically. Technically. He's never called them that, yeah. 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 But but you've raised... They've always been my boys. Right. You know, since we've been together. Right. Insurance, right. roof, food, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. everything. You know, I, I get don't it. want to say meet us. The boys were five, three, and newborn mm-hmm. when we got together. So, I mean, he's been there for everything. We're a blended family. So, I've, I've never been out and about, yeah, my stepson, 
or anything like that. It's always been like my kids, sons. My boys, Yo, my sons. Yeah. I got right. such and such. You know, my middle son. He's got soccer. You know, whatever the case may be. It's just always been my boys. Mm-hmm. Then when Carter, you know, the boys are about grown. So now it's pretty much we started over again. But, you know, they've all equal. You so know, I don't see a difference. So you're kind of like me. You don't even like saying step step kid. No, he never has. People have to, like, start doing the math and everything before I'll admit it. Right. Because I don't feel like they're step kids. Now... Are their dad in the picture, or is their dad in the picture? He. And if I'm asking too much of a personal question, you can say I don't want to answer it. Throughout their upbringing, um, they kind of had a relationship with him, not great, because he moved far away, different state. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did make a deal that we would never speak bad of him. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though you know, I had my own feelings. But we would never speak bad of him in front of the kids, mm-hmm. and we didn't. Now that they're adults, they can speak however they want about him. Mm-hmm. And you know, if they want my backing, right. and we got to handle they're old enough. Handle to, they're old enough to have their own opinion of right. things now. But we never put the opinion in their head. Right, you right. didn't influence it. He dug his own hole. Gotcha. They usually do. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and <laughs> I always have the mentality: they, when they grow up. They'll know who took care of them. Mm-hmm. They'll know who was there when they broke their arm. Mm-hmm. Who was there when the little girl broke their heart for the first time. Mm-hmm. They'll know that. And you know, did you, did I'll you, let reality handle itself. Did you give the birds and the bees talk to them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but he had to do it all wasn't all birds it. and bees the way I told it. I just told it how it is. But, you know, now that they're adults, Pretty cut and dry. since they've all become adults, they they choose not to have a relationship with him. So, yeah. you know, now that they're old enough, they're that's their dad. Right. Right there. And Kudos know, to you, David. Well, you know, I did it because I loved her and I fell in love with the kids. Right. You know, you, you didn't you can't fall in love with one and not the other. That's right. right. And and I've got a friend of mine. He's single. He's the same age I am. He lives in Myrtle Beach. And he is trying his best. He's like, I don't want to date a girl with kids. I don't want to. I don't want to date a girl with that kids. Was me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, listen, bro. And you're 40 some years old now. You're the not going to find a woman not in your favor. That, yeah, the odds are not in your favor. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but you know, step kids and blah blah blah. I said, listen, yeah. Sometimes they make you want to pull your dog on hair out. Best thing that ever happened. But they can. Yes, I'm like, if you just give it a chance. You know, it can be one of the best things to ever happen to you, because you're you're there for somebody that needs you, not just the you know the girl you're dating or your fiance, your your wife, right. whatever, but you're also there to help make an influence and a positive impact on the next generation because you're there now helping raise that child. Right. Right. And now you look back and you're thinking, well, if I hadn't have been there, you know, if I hadn't have stepped up whatever you want to call it. Right. You know, I didn't look at it at the time as stepping up. I just looked at it as, you just I love her, right. love them. What's the problem? He right. loved them first. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know. It, That's okay. If, but if I hadn't been there, where would these kids be now? Not right. saying that she wouldn't have done a, a, a great job, but where would they be now? Mm-hmm. You know, would somebody with 
and I'm not saying I'm the best influence in the world by no means, right. but with somebody with a lesser moral values mm-hmm. have came in and they saw drugs mm-hmm. or or was subjected to what she was subjected exactly. to. Now, I'm exactly. I'm not saying you would do that as a mother. Or allow it, but you know, when you went off to work or whatever, he mm-hmm. he was there with right. them. Mm-hmm. What would have happened to them? Right. I knew. I know. You know. To the best of my ability, I've kept them safe. Mm-hmm. You know, as I could. Right. And so I. I, I think. It's going to make me cry. I know. I'm about to. No, start. I, I, I think that in the end, I. Would have had I, if and, I, and I hope, <laughs> and I hope that no. I have made a positive influence right. on their lives. You know, the only thing I can honestly sit here and tell you that you've not done a positive impact on is your Clemson fan. <laughs> Come on now. I got to crack a joke in this serious moment. You know moment. what? We have two boys that care, could care less about any sports. So They could care less. Yeah. Could, Our you younger could probably two. probably ask them. I mean, the they'll know ones. more about Clemson just because. Right. But you can tell them to name five teams. Right. And they can't and name them. And they would them. probably, no. they could name the schools because, mm-hmm. you know, they know the schools. Right. But what's their mascot? Mm-hmm. What's the coach's name? Tristan went to USC name? for a year. And nice. he made sure everybody. I showed up just like this. He Tristan. was a student. Tristan? Yes. Love the name because if Sidney Ray was going to be a boy, Tristan. Tristan Cade, right? I don't remember. Uh, what? You don't remember years something? Ago. That was a long time ago, Dugan. By golly, I remember She's, something you don't. Tristan Cade was well, going to be her name. He is Tristan Lee. But um, mm. yeah, he went. He couldn't stand the fact that they called themselves the Gamecocks because he refused to say that word back then. Um, he was <laughs> just Cox. a student. Well, it may, he may have heard it in the background. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he had no allegiance to anything. I'm a student at the University of South Carolina. That's exactly, That's exactly the way he would phrase it. <laughs> nice. When people say, are you a Gamecock? No, I'm no, a I'm student. No, I'm a student. I go yep. to the University <clears throat> of yes. South Carolina. Oh. But just to shine a little bit on David is that when we got into the our when we got serious and we got married he knew i was told that i could never have any more children mm-hmm. so he went into that he jumped in knowing that he would never have a biological child of his own mm-hmm. and he was completely okay with that he's like we've got the boys mm-hmm. we don't need anything else yeah but because of that look what god blessed you with i know little cg but if she had <laughs> been the first she'd been the last <laughs> She put a hurting on me like the boys ain't never. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely different raising boys and girls. It is. We don't have boys, but I see in raising girls. The boys are easy. Here's a ball. Get outside. Yeah, go outside. Play in the dirt. Yeah, girls don't do that. Go pick up a stick and beat your brother <laughs> with it. The drama. The, the, the oh, tears. my God. My we God. won't even There's talk about emotion. the drama. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Females are so emotional. You just look at them wrong and they cry. Yeah, I wasn't that female, so you got to think I wasn't your typical child growing up. <laughs> so well, You didn't have the typical right. homey so, background either. Yeah. <laughs> yes. so Upbringing. Everything about Carter Gale shocks me daily. <laughs> Still. <laughs> well, that's a phenomenal story. Thank you. Like, it really is. And it, to see you now, and both of you. Oh, I was scared of that. Like sitting here talking about it and hearing it come from you and watching you express it, it's totally different than how I took it 
and how it made me feel listening to you talk about it on same trailer, different park. Yeah. I mean, it's completely different. I mean, it was shocking and, you know, there were a lot of emotions going on, but to sum it all up, I was truly blessed because, you know, my dad might not have been here anymore. And, you know, what were the chances that he had done ancestry as well and his right. DNA was there for them to match us. And that was just by chance that my sisters had bought our parents' DNA test for Christmas one right. year. So he was only in the system for about a year before I had done mine. So it just goes to show, no matter how bad things are, it can always come out as a blessing. Absolutely. Yes, because, you know, like I said, I thought she'd, I told you not to open Pandora's box. Right. And now I'm like, so glad you did it because you have that peace. You have that relationship now that you've wanted your entire life. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, but at first, I told you. Right. And I, I took it more as a negative. Right. And now I was wrong. Yeah. Totally wrong. I admitted it. See? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he has in-laws now, which is something he's All never air. had. But I did say this. Your family grew more. Wait a minute. When we got married, I didn't have in-laws. So now the deal's kind of changed a little bit. Right. You got in-laws now. But they're good in-laws, so oh, I yeah. can't argue. And they okay. absolutely adore him. And, you know... I don't think I know anybody that doesn't like David. Uh, he's he's likable most, quite a few. most of the time. <laughs> Probably people at work. I don't always like him. Oh, well, you're married. Well, you're married to him. <laughs> My wife doesn't like him. I don't like him half the time. The time. Right. Half, more like 80. <laughs> <laughs> She's constantly, go find something to do. But I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the story. Sound familiar? <laughs> I think they talk. Yeah. I think they, they talk. They, yeah, they Facebook message each other. They're telling him something to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is what I made David do today. Oh, Dugan? I can talk. Need I you can to go talk do that. This? Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to know your story because, I mean, I always knew my sto- my life was kind of screwed up. So, <laughs> Can I tell it? <laughs> Please. But it's his story. I know it's his story. Well, so, all right. So, I'm 40. I'll be 42 in May. Um. And you're probably going to remember remember the date. I don't even remember. My, all right, so. I don't remember the all date. All right, so I grew up in York, South Carolina. Uh, I don't want to really throw out names, but I grew up in kind of a, how do I put it? Not ideal upbringing as well. Um, as a child, I watched uncles fight each other stab each other, shoot each other. Had an uncle try to actually kill me one time, chase me out of the house with a butcher knife, and I had to hide under my grandmother's car. You used to drive him to do drug deals? I drove another one to go pick up crack. Uh, He tried to smoke it in the truck while I was driving. It was a rock of sugar. Um, So I I didn't ever do it, but I saw how you could use a Pepsi can as a crack pipe or a heroin pipe, whatever you want to call it. Um, that was probably around the age of, I don't know, 16, because I was driving. Um, I grew up, my mom and dad, I remember my mom and dad, I call them my mom and dad. Um, they were together, they fought all the time. And I don't mean like arguing or heated conversations. Now, never physically, 
But I remember it was always at night and yelling and screaming and crying and saying just hateful things. And my mom left, and I stayed with my dad. And some of this stuff I buried rather deep inside my brain, some of it. I mean, because, you know, I don't... um, but I, I think she had an affair, I think. Because um, I think that's where she went when she left. I can't remember to be exact. But I chose to stay with my dad. You, so you had a choice in the matter? I had a choice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I stayed with my dad. Stayed with him for until I was, I don't know, 18 maybe. And then I moved out. It was one of those, as long as you live under my roof, you're going to do what I say. And he was very strict. Like I, I said on one previous episode of the podcast, I had to be home. I was a freshman at college going to Winthrop. And I had a curfew at 10 p.m. Mm. on the weekends. All right. Um, he was an alcoholic. Loved the man to death, but he was an alcoholic. If he wasn't at work, he was drinking a Miller High Life. And he'd get up in the mornings. That's our alarm. We're already going to go over. It's okay. It's all right. I can't turn it off. There we go. Um, he'd get up in the morning and he'd mix a V8 tomato juice with the Miller High Life, and that was his breakfast. Mm. Mm-hmm. So those Bud Light Clamatios or whatever mm-hmm. they're called. Yeah. He not, invented them years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking 30 years ago. Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, and a V8 tomato juice. That was his breakfast. Um, but I grew up. With my, like I said, living with my dad at the front of what we called the dirt road. At the back of the dirt road was all my mom's family. So my mom left. My dad stayed at the house where all of his in-laws were two, three, four odd. acres behind us. Right. My grandmother pretty much raised me because my dad worked two shifts five days a week at Selenies. And then he would play poker from Friday night until Sunday night in a little five-by-ten building in the backyard his friends would come over and i'm talking about they'd stay out there the entire weekend mm. when you said that five by ten building mm-hmm. so you said it was in the backyard out there in york i thought i knew where it was at <laughs> no no this was over off cameron road baby and they would go out there on friday night and he wouldn't nobody would come in the house i mean so i kind of learned to fend for myself and if it was something i needed i'd just go see grandma at the end of the dirt road it was safer Correct. Fast forward, um, I don't know. Let's just jump on up to my mom and I. We've never had a great relationship, ever. Mm-hmm. Like even when I did stay with her for a few years, we did not see eye to eye. We were just two totally opposite people. Like it was, she was constantly "woe is me, woe is me," and I. I lived with her, and she remarried to a guy named Stanley that was from Georgia. And kind of like how you said, he was great. Mm-hmm. He taught me a lot of stuff. Like, he would, he was the first person to take me deer hunting. You know, he was the first person to teach me other stuff. You know, he, he kind of fulfilled that dad role that mm-hmm. I needed. And But he never overstepped the boundaries. You know, I, I never called him dad or nothing like that. He was Stanley. Um, they had a daughter. They had a daughter. 18. Yep. I was 18 years old. My mom has my sister, half-sister, whatever you want to call her, Jennifer. Okay? 
no big deal. Fast forward a few years. Uh, fast forward quite a few years. We're, Leslie and I are married. My dad has remarried, and she is no good. She's bad, bad news. Um, I don't, it gets so bad that I won't even go over to his house mm. to see because the house is so disgusting and nasty. My dad moved into that little five by 10 building. Oh my God. And was living mm-hmm. in it by himself. Well, and let her have the house. And let her and her kids, her kids. and like 12 dogs mm. run, run around in that house. But after me and you got married and after Sidney Ray was born, he was real good about coming over on holidays right. and birthdays. He would bring the kids gifts. Yes. And uh, he would come to our house and he visit. Would he wouldn't stay very long, but mm-hmm. he would come and visit. Mm-hmm. He loved his grandkids. He put forth the effort to come see his grandkids. He did. He loved me in his own way. You know, and unfortunately, I do get a lot. I, I, I Sometimes I catch myself being that way. Not not bad, but like distancing myself from our kids. And I think that's because that's what I was used to growing up. You know, I say you and I were raised differently. Two totally different ways of being raised as kids. We were. That's us. My wife will tell me every now and again, I didn't marry your father. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. I don't have to remember that. So. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> what year was it when he passed? This May will be year number four. Because he passed so away. So he passed two away in 2016. Okay. He passed away. I got the phone call. No, year three. He died in 2017. Okay. I got the phone call. I was at work in Charlotte. I was at lunch. Uh, come out to the car, had 25 missed calls. It was one of those moments where you're like, somebody's died. Because you start looking at who's called you. Because mm-hmm, your aunt called me. She said, "Where's Dugan?" It's people you that you don't him? get phone calls from. Mm-hmm. Right. It was my and dad's wife. People. Right. And when I got to my dad's wife, I don't even call her my stepmom. That's how much I dislike this woman. When I got to her voicemail, she was just screaming and crying, and I knew right then. Okay. And he had he had had some battles with cancer. I assumed it was cancer. He had a heart attack. Let me tell you where he died at. He went from making, and this was 20, 30 years ago, making $100,000 a year. That was a lot of money back Mm -hmm. then in a super clean house. I'm talking about you had to take shoes off before you could walk in the door. He kept the house so clean. Anybody will tell you that. He had been reduced to this little piece of a man that was living in a building with no running water. He had a window AC unit, and he had a little kerosene heater. When he died, he had a heart attack while he was using the bathroom outside under a pine tree. Oh. Fell over and died. When I got there, that's he was still laying there. And that's where I found him. So my dad's passed on. All right. Anyone that knows me knows my real name. As on the birth certificate is Wade Hampton Meredith the Third. I was named after him. He was Wade Hampton Meredith Jr. Dugan is just a nickname that I was told I was given at birth. By your grandmother. By my grandmother. Turns <clears throat> out I wasn't given that at birth. I have an actual different birth name, which I know what it is. Oh. So was That's it a year not later? On your birth certificate. No, Wade Hampton Meredith the Third is on it's my on birth, birth certificate. certificate. Right. Yeah. But you have a different name that was given to you at birth. Correct. 
that was actual, supposed to be given to him at birth. Right. But I was I went, once I found out that I was adopted. Um, so yes, a year later. A year later, my great aunt on my mom's side. So tell it right. She called you on a security system. Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, woman, <laughs> hold on, I'm getting there. It's my story. Let me tell it. I get the phone call. Hey, so and so's house has been broken into. She needs a security system. Go see her. So I go see her. We sat down at her kitchen table to do the paperwork, get everything scheduled. Her phone rings. She picks up the cell phone. She goes, hold on. She gets on the cell phone, and her volume's all the way up. I can hear, you know, when older people, they can't have hear, so they turn mm-hmm. their volume all the way up. <clears throat> and she's like, well, I'm talking to Dugan right now about a security system. Let me call you back. And you heard the man's voice go, who? She said, Dugan, you know, Wade and Karen's adopted son. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> well, I, oh. Yeah, like, he's like, huh? <laughs> uh, no, no. I'm sitting there, and I'm looking down. I'm, I'm doing the work on my laptop, my iPad, whatever you want to call it. And when she says that, I stop typing, and I just kind of look up at her. And I'm thinking, okay, she's getting older. Maybe she's getting senile. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, get the sale. Get the sale. Get the system installed. <laughs> Let's, you know, we'll, we'll focus on this, what remarks she said later. Sold her the system. Got it scheduled for install. She actually referred me to somebody else. I left her house and went to a friend of hers. Sold them a system. Oh, wow. The whole time, my mind, I'm thinking, Wade and Karen's adopted son. Oh, shoot. Wade and Karen's adopted son. I get home, and I go out in my little shop area, and I'm just like, okay, like, is this real? You know, and I start I, I start thinking back. I'm like, I go back and I look at pictures of old, old photo albums. There's no, like, fresh out of the hospital pictures. Mm-hmm. I'm always a few months old. And I'm the only blonde-headed person, the only blonde-headed grandchild out of all the grandchildren. I kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. Stuff you've never noticed before. Well, yeah, not, no, no. And, and I'll back up. I remember when my mom was married to Stanley. We went to Georgia. And I remember my great uncle's wife made a comment one time about me being adopted. And... I said something to my mom, and my mom went irate. No, you are not adopted. You are mine. I don't know why she would say that, blah, blah, blah. They're just call, trying to cause drama. You are my child. So I'm like, but I, you know, I remember asking her about it, and she said no. I'm like, but why would this lady say this so many years later? Mm-hmm. And I approached you about it. Mm-hmm. And well, you called me first. Right. You're like, Shirley just told me that I was adopted. No names. Oh, my bad. <laughs> like she listens to this podcast. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> Somebody like, might know her. Right. Okay. Because I don't think I ever told everybody. <clears throat> I told you, but I didn't let the rest of the family know who let the cat out of the bag, so to speak. Oops. But the it's cat's okay. out of the bag. No, you did. You told your mama who the cat who let the cat out of the oh, bag. Anywho. <clears throat> so I called you. You did. You called me. And I was like, you know what? Just get through the rest of your day. 
we'll talk about this when you get home. Yeah. And you talk, we talked about it when you got home. And I'm like, okay, let's be real about this. I don't, if you feel like it's true, we'll dig into it and find out. But your dad just died a year ago. Why would he not? Why would he not tell tell you? I mean, he took it literally to his grave. Right. So, you know, and you had mentioned one time too before that you didn't notice baby pictures laying around the house and things like that. But there is a true story that when you were a kid, y'all's house burnt down. Right. And your mom told you that all that stuff got destroyed in the house fire. Right. Which, you know, once we get through the story towards the end, we did find out that, you know, you were handed over to them as an infant. So I feel sure that that part's true, that there were baby pictures that did burn in the house fire that you don't have or didn't see. Right. Because I think one of the pictures that we actually have at home, you had to have been. I was a couple months old. No, you were probably between six months and six and eight months old. Right. So well, your definition of a couple and my definition of a couple are two different things. <laughs> but what I actually did when she told me, you know, we can actually dig into this if you want, I sat on it for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, no, uh, I'll come back to it later. But I got tired of you sitting on it, so I took the initiative. I actually got in touch with the South Carolina Department of Social Services. Well, you got you went online and started searching. I did go online and started searching. And uh, did you I actually, know she was searching? Yeah, we were sitting at the okay. kitchen table. Mm-hmm. We were sitting. I was getting ready to leave that day to go on a men's retreat with church. And I was and, like, you know what? And, <laughs> and I started and was looking like, up. Okay, stuff. let's start digging into <clears throat> it. Well, and then while you started digging into it. That's when I decided I'm going to make a phone call. And I called my aunt. I called her my aunt. She was married to my uncle who's passed away, been passed away for a few years. But she's your aunt because it was she was married to your mom's, your right. adopted mother's brother. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I said, listen, out of everybody that's left in the family, you're the one I'm choosing to call because I know you're going to tell me the truth. She said, okay. I said, was I adopted? She didn't say anything. That was the longest five seconds ever. <laughs> Just mute. She uh-huh. goes, so then she goes, well, I'm going to be honest with you, Dugan. By the time I married your uncle and I came into the picture, you were already there. And I'm like, uh-uh, 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 no, 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 no. Don't you lie circle, to me. Circle around. The pause, that five-second pause mm-hmm. told me what I needed to know. And she said, I'm sorry. I thought you knew. And I said, God, no. I'm 40 years old. 39, whatever it was at the time. 39. No. And come to find out, the more family members he talked to, cousins, other aunts and uncles, everybody knew. It was the best kept secret in York County. And growing up around drug addicts and alcoholics, nobody ever slipped up. When they were mad or nothing. Nobody Mm -hmm. ever slipped up. You know he what? would talk You're to one really cousin. The family. He would Nobody talk to one cousin, that. and they would be like, "Well, Dugan, did you not know?" He's like, "Really? If I knew, I would be talking to you about it." Yeah, it was the best kept wow. secret in York County. So, once my aunt confirmed it, first thing she said was, "Have you talked to your mama?" <laughs> that phone call is coming next. <laughs> Don't you tell her I told you. I said, "Well, technically, you didn't tell me." 
Somebody else slipped up and told me. You just confirmed it. Well, don't you tell her I confirmed it. Yeah, but you didn't talk to your mom about it until after we actually found out who your birth mother was. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. No, we were sitting at the table. As soon as I hung up with the same day. Saturday, yeah. See, you told me I'd remember stuff, and I don't remember I that. I called her, and I put her on speakerphone, and you're sitting across the table from me. That was the worst. And she answers ever. the phone, and I hadn't talked to her in months. I'm, same thing. Mm-hmm. Go months without talking to Absolutely. her. Absolutely. She don't see her grandkids, nothing. Mm-mm. And I'm like, and I call her mom. I said, hey, mom. You, I said, uh, how you doing? She goes, I'm good. I said, uh, got a question for you. She goes, okay. <laughs> I said, now I'm going to ask this question. And before I do, I need you to answer it like I'm a grown man and I can handle the truth. She goes, uh, Okay. And instead of saying, was I adopted? I said, were you ever going to tell me I was adopted? Oh, and she <laughs> immediately oh. started crying, went hysterical. Hung up on me. Screaming. Yeah, she did hang up on you. I she hung that. up. Because you looked at me and said, did she hang up? I said, yeah, watch this. Call her right back. Speakerphone. She answers the phone crying. I said, don't hang up. We got some stuff to talk about. Now, a, where does she live at this point? She's, she's still, still here. McConnell's. Okay, so it's not she like local. she moved. No, she's local. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ten-minute ride from our house, if that. Not okay. even that. Yeah. And I said, don't you don't you dare hang up on me. We got a lot to talk about. I need to know medical history and stuff like that because guess what? I got kids. You got grandkids. And I've answered every medical question. Is there a history of this? Is there a history of that? And I'm always like, nope, 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 nope. Mm-hmm. And it's all a lie. Yeah, it's all a lie. You know, Dugan was very calm with her with, you know, I'm not angry. I'm not mad at you. That's exactly what I'm I not, said. You know, I just need you to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. And she just... Well, this is one of the things why I don't like talking to you because you make it all about you. Yeah, at this moment, it, it is, is about, about me. Yep. Because you've lied to me. You had a chance to tell Your whole me. Your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you hear all the time people talk about when's the best time to tell your kid if they're adopted. I adopted you. And I told her, I said, how about when I turned 18? How about when I turned 21? How about <laughs> when I got married the first time? <laughs> How about when I got married the second time? How about when you had your first grandkid? You had all these times to tell me, listen, son, I need to talk to you for a minute. I need you to understand something. And the first thing I think of is, no freaking wonder we don't get along. No wonder we're complete opposites. And I and I, I told her, I said, you, my first, my my next question was. Were you ever going to tell me? Mm-hmm. You know what she said? No. no. I was never going to tell you. I was going to take it to my grave just like your daddy did. Mm-hmm. And I said, why? Well, I didn't want you to think you wasn't loved and nobody wanted you. And I said, it's not that. It's not that. It's uh, more importantly above everything else. It's just it's the truth in medical history. Knowing where you come from. How can you go your whole life hiding something? Mm-hmm. You know? 
Absolutely. And she still, at that point, did, didn't really give you a whole lot of information other than the fact that, you know, her and your dad tried to get pregnant. They couldn't. They decided to adopt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't know. She said, I don't know anything about your birth parents. You other know, other than they were We filed for young. adoption with the York County. They found you, knew you were going to be born in Charleston. They said, we have you a baby boy. We went to Charleston. We got you, and we came home. No, no, no. They didn't even go to Charleston. Mm-mm. No, that's right. The DSS got you out of Charleston mm-hmm. and brought you up here. Mm-hmm. So you're doing the online search. And, I did. I, I went through the South Carolina Department of Social Services and actually This called. is all going on at one time. Mm-hmm. All right. So while you're on the phone, she's over here just typing away, listening. I get off the phone with my mom. She's just, and I'm watching her. You know, I'm looking at the computer. She's putting stuff in. Now, keep in mind, I'm leaving in a couple hours to go to the mountains for a men's retreat. And she does some search online, and somebody actually responds. It was a lady out of Bluffton. She called me. I remember the the phone number said Bluffton, South Carolina. First, I called the contact information with South Carolina Department of Social Services and gave them the information that we knew because we already had a copy of your birth certificate. So we knew what county you were born in, the day you were born, obviously, mm-hmm. the 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 size he was, what time he was oh, born. And, and that was the thing. That was the thing that once, when, once my great aunt slipped up, the first thing that popped in my mind was, I remember my mom and dad saying I was born in Charleston, mm-hmm. but they never lived in Charleston. Mm-hmm. Why would they drive to Charleston to have a baby? Yeah, that math don't add. It's the things that you realize now. Like that you now just that you ignored. know the truth, you go back and it's like, oh my gosh, she said this or they said that. It's like, mm-hmm. right. The pieces were there, you just didn't know. You just, yeah, you were yeah. blind to it. Mm-hmm. But. But the lady at DSS wasn't very helpful other than the fact that she would dig into the York County records back in 1977. So they blah, would blah, talk blah, to blah, you blah, about blah. it, which very little. Very little. Very, is very it, little. Is that part of the – I mean, I know it's not what HIPAA, but that well, type. That, well, that goes back to it was the 70s mm-hmm. and the Bible Belt. Mm-hmm. They didn't talk about it, and they filed stuff away. She had to do some digging because of the time frame and stuff. Well, the lady that actually that I talked to. And I never heard back from her. That's when the lady from Bluffton called. The lady from Bluffton calls me. And she calls, and I'm actually at the parking lot at the church. And she's like, hey, you know, you submitted some information online that Mm -hmm. you just found out you were adopted. You know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so... She talked for a minute, and I said, are you wanting me to hire you as, like, a private investigator? And she was like, well, that's what we do. I was adopted myself, and I've started this thing where we help people find their birth parents. And I said, listen, I just found out. Let me do some of my own digging. I'm going to use social media because everybody knows I love social media. <laughs> I'm a, so I'm going to put something on Facebook and do some digging. Mm-hmm. All right? Before I ever came back from that trip, we left on a Thursday, came back that Saturday, and she had already called me and said, I found your mama. And I'm like, there ain't no way on God's green earth you can find my mom that quick. Three days. Three days. And she goes, Mr. Meredith, your mom's been looking for you online since like 2012. It's been several years. Oh, my goodness. 
she's been submitting inquiries online. Do you mind if I reach out to her and let her know that you now know? So, had she hired that lady? No. No, okay. No. This lady has a website that the, the, the South Carolina DSS will put you in, and that's where she, the lady that I talked to at the DSS sent me to that website and that website is and you put in all your information mm-hmm. she reached out to dugan you know wanting us to hire her to do the work but dugan's like ah eh, you know let me think about it well she took the initiative and started this all on her own mm-hmm. and because his mom had already been looking for him it didn't take her much to put two and two together yep. and she said all i can tell you is she lives on the she lives in a different time zone she's four hours behind you so that told me West Coast. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Well, she broke down the story. So she broke down the story for Dugan as to, you know, why they think that or why she thought that that was a match to be Dugan's birth mother. She The, the location, Charleston. The location. The she, year. at the time, was only 19 years old. She got pregnant. The father up and left and went into the service. She was in Monk's Corner, which we know Monk's mm-hmm. Corner very well because mm-hmm. we lived there for two years. Right. <clears throat> she went into a place called Florence, Florence Crittenden, which is a pregnancy crisis center for young teenage mothers. They still exist. The yes, Florence it does still exist. still exist. So she stayed at Florence Crittenden throughout the duration of her pregnancy. Florence Crittenden took her to the hospital when she went into labor. She had him at MUSC. His birth weight matched. His date of birth matched. The time he was born matched and everything. Well, you're getting a little ahead of it here. So you're, leave, hold on. Just, you're leaving out some details. But it's exciting. So she calls me and says, <laughs> I found her. Do you mind if I reach out to her? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. So she calls me back a couple of days later. She, she says, Mr. Meredith, she wants to talk to you. I've arranged for a time and a day. And I will connect you two on the phone. Are you okay with that? Sure. I was on the way back from Spartanburg. I'd taken Shelby to softball practice. And the phone call took place. And her name is Kim. She lives in Oregon. And, of course, She you know, did at the time. She doesn't yeah. now. We, uh, we started talking, and she starts, you know, telling me the story. Her and my father... They met. He was in the military. They were in Charleston, big military mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. Uh, they met. They dated. My birth dad's parents, they lived in upstate New York. He proposed to her at Darlington Speedway. She said yes, so he took her back home to upstate New York to meet his parents. That's where she says I was conceived at. Mm-hmm. They come back to Charleston. However much time later, she figures out she's pregnant. She tells him, boom, he's gone. Never to be heard from again. She -hmm. said, I went to his house, everything, nothing. All right. She said, your grandparents offered to raise you. She said, but I couldn't let it happen because your grandfather was blind and paralyzed on one side. And your grandmother. Her her her, parents? Yes. Not his parents. No, no, her parents. Um, and your grandmother, her, her mom was working back then. That was unheard of, Mm -hmm. but she was having to, to support the family. She said, so I had two options, adoption or abortion. And I said, well, let me be the first one to tell you, thank you for adoption. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not an upstanding citizen 
great person, but I, I, I've, I'm thankful to be here. Mm-hmm. And so then she tells me, you know, she goes through pregnancy. She goes into the Florence Crittenden home, and she said, first question for you is, did you get the letter I wrote you? Oh. Mm-hmm. When? Wow. She said, right before I gave you up. I wrote a letter that was supposed to have been given to you at the age of 18. I said, nope, never got it. She wrote the letter the nurse was supposed to give to whoever was bringing him or the adoptive parents at that time was supposed to be given to them in hopes that when he turned 18, they when would I, give yeah. him the letter. And when I asked my mom, my mm-hmm. was that part of the fire? She said she never saw a letter. She said, I never saw a letter. And I said, are you lying to me? Because you've lied to me for 40 years now. She said, no, Dugan, I promise you, I never saw a letter. Kim, Mama Kim, as we call her, Mm -hmm. also told me, she said, I named you. She said, and I named you after my best friend who was there for me during the pregnancy when I was in the Florence Crittenden home. His name was Timothy. She said, so I named you Timothy. So, technically... Timothy um, Lavon. Lavon. I would. I, 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 yes. <laughs> so I glad he didn't get Lavon. I'd have been Timothy Lavon Bristow. Instead, it's Wade Hampton Meredith III, aka Dugan. Dugan. All right. So she tells me all that. She moved off after she put me up for adoption. She moved off. She. Uh, she went into the Navy. She went. Yeah, that's right. She went into the Navy. Did mm-hmm. a lot of time overseas. I think the Paris. England area, I think she said. Came back. She ended up moving out west. Re, uh, got married. I have a half-brother, Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, have you connected with him at all? Mm-hmm. Through social media. Who do you look I, like? So, good question. <laughs> I I think my, he looks, he favors, I think he favors his birth father. Sydney Rico, get my phone. Um, camera. She told Dugan about she don't, her birth she don't, father. Mama Kim don't do very many pictures, mm-hmm. like at all. And apparently, if her if if his birth father is who she says it is, he's still in Charleston or in the Monk's Corner area. Yeah, he he lives in Monk's Corner where we lived. He owns a he, um he he and here's the best and part. You could have passed him a hundred times. Here's the best part. Yes. Here, no, no, no. It gets better. He's got two adopted kids. And he's a Clemson fan. Yeah. <laughs> but that's See, supposed to be him right there. See, you to be a tiger. <gasps> Not Dabo. Not Dabo. Well, I've been saying Dabo <laughs> was your daddy for years. <laughs> oh, so, word. So, Mama Kim... She moved out west. Uh-huh. She got married. I see a lot of Dugan in him. Mm-hmm. Had my half-brother, Cody. She's divorced from that guy now. Um, I've actually reached out. His name is Rob. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to call him Rob. I reached out to him. I did. Some, she told me, she said, listen, you know, I haven't spoken to Rob in 40 years. She said, I don't know how he's going to react. Mm-hmm. She said, just know that. And I said, that's fine. I did some digging on him. I found an email address for him. I sent him an email. Hey, you don't know me, but let me start off by saying, I don't want anything from you. I don't need anything from you. I'm 40 years old. I got a family of my own. I got a career. If you ever wondered, Kim 
says you're my father. Mm-hmm. So if it's if that's true, and you ever wondered what whatever happened, here I am. You can email me back, or you can call my cell phone, and I'm good. And I've never heard from him mm-hmm. ever. I even sent him a Facebook message one time. So either a he doesn't have Facebook Messenger, or b he just he don't want to talk to me. I thought you tried to call him one time. I even called one time and got his voicemail. Didn't leave. I don't think I left a voicemail. I don't remember yeah. if you left a message or not. But, yeah, so. And his adopted children are Asian. What? Yes. But here, all right, so this is, gonna, this is going to get even a little freakier. My half-brother Cody is engaged. And her name is Shelby Ray. Oh my gosh. So we have a Shelby and then Sydney Ray. Uh-huh. She's Shelby Ray. That is yeah. so cool. Isn't that cool? That's very cool. It's weird. I mean it's weird. It, it, yeah. It's cool weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's so you talk about shocked. Mm-hmm. And how long did it take to get over it? I don't, I don't know. I I I don't I I can't answer that question. I, I think can. for me it was easy to get over it because I was gaining so much in the process. Like I have relationships with my father, my stepmom, who's my mom. See, I have not. She was more of a mama to me in the first week that I learned about them than my mother was. See, I've not life. met my birth mom. You, so, you still yet, other than yeah, a phone just, call. Phone just a phone call. Yeah, now, just phone call. Do you still either social media or make a phone call now? Or was it like a one and done? No, no, no. Well, it's, it, at first, we talked a good bit, and she sent stuff. She sent gifts for the kids. She send, yeah. still sends stuff like this past Christmas. I think financially she's struggling right now. But you're not looking for financial. You're looking for... No, no, no. Know, I'm just saying... Right. You know, she can't fly here. She can't afford to. Mm-hmm. And I just can't bring myself to go there. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm kind of... I'm almost like, yeah, because we've talked you. about it, and I actually thought about it and talked to her about it myself. I are was going to bring. Le- are you about telling yourself? Yeah, I seen you pause. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was going to bring her here uh-huh. and and surprise Dugan with it at Christmas last year, mm-hmm. um, and she was all for it, and then I halted it when him and I were in general conversation. I was like. You know, have you ever thought about wanting to try to meet your mom? He's like, I'm just not ready. And I was like, breaks. Yeah. I am not going to follow through with what I've been trying to plan. But there's a part of me that's like, what if I never meet her? Mm -hmm. You know? What if I never actually get to meet her? And here's, so here's the thing. And a lot of people ask me this. Well, how do you know? How do you know it's really her? Because there has no, there's been no DNA testing. We haven't done any of that. So here's how I qualified her. Kim, I need you to prove to me you're my mom. She said, have you got your birth certificate? I said, well, it's in storage out in the building. She said, go get it. So I went and got it. She said, you were born at 7.01 a.m. 6.01 a.m. and you weighed. I don't remember whatever the, the pounds. pounds. I just remember weight. the time. And she said, it should be listed on your birth certificate. And I looked at it and it matched. And I said, 
I don't know of any other kids that would have been born at that time and everything. Same time. Well, exactly. I went to the extreme of calling MUSC and asking. You did? I did. Asking for them to pull medical records to see how many baby boys were born in that hospital on that day around that time. No, I never got any answers, but right. I did try to reach out and find that out. Yeah. So it's even now, you know. So you're still processing. I do. He is. Yeah. I mean, that's why when I looked at you and he said, you know, how what was the time frame on shock? I think there there are still days, especially after she calls and they talk for a few minutes. She's called and talked to Sydney Ray. She sent her a whole box of um, Christmas ornaments, and we made a whole special tree this year in our living room just from that box of ornaments. He'll get in a funk mood. And I don't mean a bad funk mood. It's just a different mood for a little bit. And I can tell he's thinking about that. So it's weighing on his mind. Yes. Well, it's... Like tonight, you'll be in a weird mood because we've talked about it on this podcast. And you'll be thinking about it. And you'll still be like... <sighs> Probably. Uh-huh. I tell you, when, when my dad said, are you up for us coming to meet you? Yeah. Um... How's Father's Day weekend sound? And I was terrified, but I wanted to meet him. I needed, you know, because of Facebook and stuff, obviously, I go through pictures and and our correspondence and stuff. And David was like, you know, what do you have to lose? Yep. You can meet this one time. You know you've met your father. Either you're going to love him and y'all are going to get along great and have a relationship, or it's a one and done. And I told her, I said, think about this, honey. I said, all right. Because we met him at Cracker Barrel. Yeah, we didn't even... Nice. We didn't Chicken and dumplings. <laughs> uh, we figured it was... I don't know, anyway. <laughs> but they met at Cracker Barrel. We, we, we all we, we met as a group right. at Cracker Barrel. Like, you know, fill each other out before you come to the right. house type right. thing. Right. Well, you know, she's worried all the way. Well, what if we don't get along? I said, well, it's one meal. We spend 45 minutes to an hour at a meal. Right. If you're not feeling it, you know, we get up from the table. You don't respond. To, you, don't, you don't respond to a phone I got call. Got a poo poo. <laughs> and, and you're in the same. You, you know, you're at you're at the same place you was before you knew about him. Right. You don't have it. You haven't lost you anything. You, right. You're, you have nothing. Now I'm on the supportive role. Right. Whereas versus the original, I told you not to do this. Mm-hmm. And I was in the supportive role of what's the worst thing happens. We don't like him, or you don't like him. Y'all feel this? Whoa, this ain't happening. Yeah, we don't. You don't never talk to him again. Yep. You're in this. You haven't lost anything, right? Mm-hmm. I just know the truth now. You, you know, you've just got the truth. And the crazy thing was them two sitting there. Their, their mannerisms, the way they're fixing their coffee. You start watching. It's like, oh it's my god, weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's like the exact someone that is someone that you've never been around, right? Ever. Never. Never. And you're doing stuff so similar. Right. And, and, and um, different. A, a friend of ours, she came and, and ate with us because Julie's like, I need somebody else here. You know, right. Julie's got like I 10 people. Like, an entourage. Yeah, yeah, everybody was there. Screw up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> parking lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we were adding the exact amount of sugar and cream to our coffee. We were stirring the exact same way. We would do this, and then we'd stop and... I looked up at Linda and she's staring at me and I'm like, what? And she does this and I look over and we are like mirror image. Stacking the cups the same way to the The side. Yeah. And neither one of them have a clue they're doing it. 
Right. We wow. ate the it same. Um, so yeah, weird. there were so many similarities, and obviously we hit it off. But um, so, do you, so let me ask you this: Do you have anger in you at all towards your mom? Oh, I did. I did until I got to confront her. Um, I've had so much anger in my lifetime towards my mom that when we had that conversation, it was like... You're just done. I was done. I finally got the truth. I finally understood things. Like I said, you know, once you know the truth, mm-hmm. you can look back and see things or remember mm-hmm. things that you're like, oh my gosh. But after she had that conversation, her mother hung up on her, mm-hmm. but she had truly confronted her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I never will forget it, you know, over years. <laughs> You know, and she, I remember this distinctly. So you got, because she said that she was mad at her father, her, her biological father. Yeah, my father, mother was mad at my biological Because father. he told her he didn't love her. Mm-hmm. And that, you know. Because he told the truth. He told mm-hmm. the truth. And, you know, that's why I didn't tell him about you is what her mother said. Sorry, my accent's awful. That's fine. But, and when she said, so in other words, you got mad at him because all he used you for was a piece of honeying. Mm-hmm. I said, so you punished me for and my life. After that, after they hung up, she had her piece of mm-hmm. saying what she had to get mm-hmm. off her chest. You could, it's almost like those cartoons or whatever, oh, where yeah, you see the, like, the the <laughs> the devil or the yeah. hatred just rise out of her yeah. body yeah. and and see peace. Yeah, I saw it. I, I mean, mean you, that's why when I was sitting on, I could see the. See, and, and I haven't and seen see that it. yet from him, only because. After talking to his mom and her admitting it and her getting so upset and stressed over it, he got angry. But then he turned and I could see the resentment that he felt towards his dad, who's now gone. He can't confront him about it. So I feel like he still carry. Yes, you do. You no, still carry no, resentment I, I, because you can't confront your dad. No, I'm not. I'm not arguing. I'm shaking my head. No, because he's not here no more. No, he's but, not but, here. But, and I think the hardest part for you is, you know, we tried after we found out that you were adopted, we tried to figure out, you know, maybe that's why your dad didn't tell you that you were adopted because he maybe felt like it made him less of a man because we knew your mom could have kids because she had a daughter when you were she 18. She blamed him. She blamed him. And so he's like, I can't go to my she son. She said he always said it was who me. Who am I being less of a man because later. I couldn't have children? Yeah, she said he blamed me. Said it was all my fault. Why we couldn't have kids? She said, but then I found out eighteen years later when I had your sister, it wasn't me. It was that sorry sob. And I'm like, <laughs> really? And like with her, it's y'all stories are similar, but they're so different, mm-hmm. right? And me, you know, and and I could see where your father didn't tell you, in a way. I mean, and and this outside looking in. Oh yeah, me too. Is you know, if something had to happen to her first husband, and it, and the older two would have known, but the youngest one, I was at the hospital the day he was born, because mm-hmm. I met her when she was pregnant with him, and he had our, her her ex husband had already left. Mm-hmm. But if if he had just bailed, never once been in the picture at all, mm-hmm. I could have saw where. I could have let him believe he was mine biologically and never, and not done it out mm-hmm. of spite or 
any type right. of malice just whatsoever. Do it out of just, love. But because I love those those boys, right? As they're my own, and right. I I don't feel a difference yeah. if that makes sense. It does, you, you know. And I'm not defending him, and I'm right. not. No, no, no. I, I, yeah, I get it. Throwing that other side out there because, you know, that's just maybe you know deep down in his heart, he really felt as though you were his and never right. wanted to stir he was that pot. He would right. lose you or disappoint you. Or did he? Yeah. Or did he not? Because of fear, you know, of losing I, you. I asked you a question earlier. Did you ever tell your dad? You know, once you found out what the stuff you went through as a child. Mm-hmm. Mama Kim asked me. Mm-hmm. She said, "I felt like I did you a favor by putting you up for adoption, mm-hmm. and it and, and it seems like you were you went to a good family." And I'm like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. "You don't know what I went through. Everything you named, except the physical abuse, I went through. Mm-hmm. The molesting, the verbal, emotional, the emotional mm-hmm. scars, the, I mean, you name it, I saw it." I lived it. Mm-hmm. But I told her, yeah, I'm good. I didn't tell her the truth. Well, it's not that I wanted my dad to feel guilty because, you know, he didn't know. He didn't know. Right. He didn't know. And I didn't want them to think, you know, I felt like they were to blame mm-hmm. because I grew up in hell. <laughs> right. But he wanted to know, and I wanted to know everything about him. I wanted to know everything about my sisters. So we shared. And, you know, like you said, we, I literally have a book from printing out all of our emails together right. um, of our stories. And he just wanted to know, and I was honest. I gave him a little bit at a time. Um, and he felt guilty. And I was like, I don't want you to feel guilty. You didn't do anything wrong. You right. didn't know about me. Right. And um, so, yeah, but. I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm not telling him. Yeah, I'm not angry, and the shock has worn off, but there's still, I guess because it's still an open chapter. Right. Because I haven't done the part of meeting her and kind of, I guess, moving. I've, I've taken one step, and I've stopped. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm, I refuse to go the next step. Now, I will say this much. I did tell Cody, my half-brother, he's engaged. I made a comment to him. I think I sent him a message through Instagram. I better get an invitation to the wedding. Mm-hmm. That's a step. It is a step. Yeah. If he'll invite me, I don't know. Right. If he does, will I go? I don't know. I don't know. But I was serious, and if he invites me, I will actually consider going. But I'm angry with the, the dad part of it because he was told. He knew he got her pregnant. Talking about Rob. Rob. And... You know, he has yet to, and I actually talked, spoke to a girl that um, her parents are friends with him. In fact, his wife and her mom work out at the country club together, (laughs) you know, and and I got, you know, I I didn't tell her a whole lot, but, you know, just tell me about this guy. What do you know about him? What's he like? You know, and according to her, he's a stand-up Christian and big involved in the community, and he owns his own business and just this great guy. And I'm like, well, he ain't too great because we just found out that he is my husband's birth father, and he will not respond to 
an email, a phone call. Well, maybe nothing. he's scared it's going to ruin his reputation. Like he doesn't his... want to admit that he took off when he found out. I mean, there's so many. I and I'm, I'm not a different defending. person than I was when I was 18, right. 19 years right. old. Right. The choices we made then. Right. Oh, versus God, now. yeah. You know? Yeah, but just because it, it shouldn't know. affect him any. Mm-hmm. Just because he I chose at the age of 19 to, to make a bad decision. Right. I think it bothers me, though. The reason why I haven't moved forward with the next step is because he obviously don't care. But she and does. She but does. she does. But and we all know, you say it all the time, and I joke around about it. I'm a needy individual. <laughs> I need to feel needed, wanted, and loved. I try to be... The center of attention and all that. But but at the same time, you wouldn't have what you have to this day. Right. Had that not happened to you then. Right. That's right. You know, you wouldn't have this family. Right. No, I get that 100%. You could have ended up in Oregon with Lord knows what's going on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or in England or France. Yeah. I could have died from the coronavirus. Called it over yonder. Over yonder. I think it would help you. I mean, not so much closure because you'll never get complete closure. But just but take the next step. Absolutely. I mean, I'm always going to say I don't have enough money to fly out there. But I've well, never really, either, I've never but, really researched how much a plane ticket right. would be. Well, right now, you can get it real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can get around yeah. a trip for probably two hundred dollars. Hazmat suit will cost you to yeah. fly in. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think. It was worth it for me. I mean, obviously, I gained a lot more. Um, who's to say you won't gain the same yeah. if you, you know, get that relationship? But it's the same circumstance as you. Absolutely. You're going to gain, and if you don't, you still ain't lost nothing. Right. Because right. you still got these people right here. <laughs> That's right. exactly these right. These people right here. Right. Do you know how awesome it was for me? I know we're going way over, but yeah, this is this is record for us. We're working on what an hour and a half, two hours. So oh my god! Obviously, I look so much like my mother, so you know that there was no question there. But there was a lot of things about me that I never like. My mother was this big, your typical little Vietnamese lady, mm-hmm. um, no curves, and that ain't you. That wasn't me. That was never me. Even <laughs> right. when I was. You know, young and skinny. Right. My skinny was J Lo. From you know. Easy now, J Lo. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, you knew me when I was slimmer and younger. There was a reason why you made a whole lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there was yeah. a reason why. It just I I remember asking my mother, um, where did I get that from? Why are my legs? Because she loved calling me Thunder Thighs and Buffalo Butt. That was my nickname. And, you know, and it was hilarious because growing up when I was with her in this little Asian community, I obviously stood out. Mm-hmm. Um, the freckles, the lighter hair, because she had jet black hair. She had dark, dark, dark brown eyes. Um, nothing. Th- that's my dad who raised me. That's, that's not my birthday. Dad. He was a Clemson fan, too. Yeah, yes, he was. They're both Clemson fans. What is what wrong is with these problem? people? <laughs> but, you know, those little things that... Never made sense. My firstborn came out red-haired. He's as white as that laptop. Big old blue eyes. It doesn't make sense. You know? So now I find out I have a dad who was toe-headed, blue eyes, fair-skinned. There I, you go. You know, I he's 
Sorry. <laughs> Moved your head in front of the mic. <laughs> um, he he's a shorter stature man with hips and thighs right. and tail. <laughs> Booty. And my sisters are the same way. And I try. I found this. This is my youngest sister. Obviously, I'm the Asian one. Obviously. But if you look at our face. You got the nose, the same cheeks. Yep. There's yep. so many similarities. It's amazing. DNA. <laughs> I just took a DNA test. Turns oh, out wow. I'm 100%. <laughs> but, yeah, that that's my closure. And, and, and it's it's been a total blessing for me because I gained a family. I have a living grandmother. I mean, she has dementia, but I got to meet her. Right. And, you know, to finally have family and understand where I come from. I mean, I, you know, I always knew my mother's side, but you need to do it. We don't know <laughs> either of his sides. Well, well, maybe you need to meet her and find out. Yep. We'll see. Yep. I think that's going to be it for today. We're going to have to break this up into two I two know. segments. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. This we has can, been yeah, awesome. we, can, we can break this up. But it just goes to show, just comparing our stories. Mm-hmm. You went through a lot of bad crap as a kid. Mm-hmm. You came out the other mm-hmm. side just fine. Absolutely. You got a great husband who's yeah. been a great dad. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show that no matter how bad it gets, there's a blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we look back and we say, God, why does this happen to me? God, why did you allow this to happen? And people, they, they, they'll say, God's not real. If, if he was, why would he allow this to happen They're to you? They're looking 30 seconds ahead. Right. Yeah. Now you are who you are, and you're with David, and you're able to share this story. And out of our, I don't know, our top listen podcast was 160 plays. If anybody out of that 160 plays hears your story or hears my story that may be going through something similar, and they can go, oh, my God, mm-hmm. you know, It'll be okay. Then that's what this is all about. Absolutely. So I just want to say thank you for coming on and sharing your well, story. Well, I think that her thank coming you. on and sharing her stories helped you maybe push you a little bit. Well, I was kind of doing a dance on the lawnmower last week when you started <laughs> telling yours. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> what? Julie? Seriously? What? I mean, I was getting goosebumps on some of it. You were telling the story, and I was like, I'm talking on the lawnmower. And, like, you could hear me. I'm like, yes, yes. And I'd look around like, okay, make sure ain't nobody looking at me weird. <laughs> now they think you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. We yes. really appreciate it. Yes. And we're going to hopefully break this up into two segments. <laughs> I'll work on it. And then next week we will record with someone who actually did, went through the adoption process and adopted a child. Who, that child is still relatively young. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk to her about when she feels like, she's going to tell her or if she even wants to tell her okay so we don't know if they've told her no mm-hmm. the child's too young to know yeah okay okay child's still a toddler okay okay so yep. no comprehension nope no okay so thank you guys for coming on yes thank, thank you. you thank you for having us mm-hmm. yes absolutely y'all have a wonderful weekend you too